0: more signed up and they're not doing no WWE where you get the first one free. (laughs) You're paying day one. Yeah. doesn't matter. I'll talk about it on your show, but I really believe that eventually Disney's going to buy WWE. That's my prediction.
1: I thought they was already on track to do that or whatever. I mean, they already fall up under the umbrella with all the um, acquisitions they got.
0: Yeah, because I just think for them, it'd be like, okay, we'll buy WWE, get the WWE Network, put it in our bundle. Boom. And I mean, for them, they don't even have to literally charge you for it. They just have to put it in the bundle, keep the same price. They'll still make their money because they're going to get a dedicated fan base that's always going to watch that channel and all the others. Industry's changing, but, but industry's been changing.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: That's why it's weird. Like,
1: It's like just how you were saying, um, cable packages and everything, and everybody was leaving from that to go to stream, and now they got like buku billion streaming services and shit, there's got like a streaming service for just about everything you want.
0: Before the pandemic, three months before the pandemic, we found so many customers coming back. They didn't want, they they, they left cable, they said, screw it, we're done then in all their neighborhoods the internet speeds up slower and slower and slower and the cable companies who have internet they raise their prices then people are like wait a minute i'm paying 100 bucks a month for internet i get pay 100 bucks a month and get all my channels back and because i have the channels from cable i can get all the apps so i don't even need to worry about it and then covid hit and everybody went the other way again so it's just this ever-changing landscape but... And I tell people all the time. That's why, like, when you look at ratings, you know, wrestling fans are obsessed with ratings. I, I guess I contribute to that, but I look at them from a totally different lens. You know, wrestling fans just look at, oh, Raw sucks. It did this, AEW this, whatever. But as ratings go down for everything, prices go up. That's all. You know, yeah. Like, look at, look at the NBA, right? The NBA lost seven percent of its audience during this NBA final. And it had LeBron in it, Lakers in it, Miami. Last year, they had a team from Canada, you can see here. And they had more ratings. It's just that people have changed the way they do things. That's all. It's just that simple.
1: Yeah.
0: It's weird. And you you know ahead. that,
1: well, who's, your, who's your team? Uh, well, Toronto, obviously. Okay. But
0: So I've said this, I might have said this on the, on the podcast. You can ask me if you want Growing up in Toronto, we didn't have an NBA team until 1996, 1995. So every week I got two games on CBS. This is before NBC had the NBA. You had the Lakers and you had the Celtics. I didn't like Larry Bird. I liked Magic Johnson. So I was a Laker fan. I was a Laker fan until 1995. Then I cheered for the Raptors on the East, the Lakers on the West. And so I've always been a fan of both teams. It's just the Lakers until LeBron got there have been so garbage for like the last, I mean, literally after Kobe's last championship, they were garbage. I mean, they, they didn't get out the first round and then they missed the class for six straight years. I focus more on the Raptors because, like, I'm not going to stay up late at night to watch really bad basketball <laughs> when, you know, Oklahoma City plays and Golden State plays and all these other teams play. So, you know, I, I, I looked at the Lakers from a distance and I watched the games that I needed to watch, but I really watched a lot of more Raptor games because I watched both, but it's just like, I can't put all my energy into the Lakers winning 12 games a year. Yeah. You know, and after Kobe retired, it was really, I mean, it was, it was bleak for the, the three years before LeBron got there. So, you know, from being from Toronto, we don't win a lot. Like, the Blue Jays won in 93... We didn't have a sports championship until the Raptors, and the Raptors have slowly taken Toronto over. You know, anybody who knows anything but Canada knows it's a hockey country. That's what they say. Yeah. But Toronto is now a basketball city. It has taken over hockey because the Raptors are better run. They're a better organization. And Toronto is now a visibly minority city. Like, I think 60% of people in Toronto are visible minorities. Well, people like me, my age, we grew up, where basketball was our favorite sport, not hockey, in mm. Toronto. So then when they got to my age, they were the ones who bought season tickets. And they're like, I don't want Leafs season tickets. I want Raptors. My kids are going to go to Raptors games. And the Raptors have totally taken Toronto over. Plus they win. And winning helps everything, right? Like when yeah. you get to the conference finals, you lose to LeBron. Okay, no shame in that. Then you win the title. But even the next year, you don't to lose to Kawhi and you're still, you have the second best record. The Leafs are just at least I won a cup since 1967. So it's like you think about Toronto; it's totally—it's like it's like a city that's just over time. You're like, wow, look at the city around me—it's all visible minorities. It's like you know, one day it was all white; snap your fingers, 40 years later, it's mixture and people like different things. It's kind of like um, Phoenix—you know—if you watch the election, Arizona went to Biden. Well, what happened, right? In four years, Arizona became this kind of melting pot of different ethnicities, and they voted for Biden, whereas they always voted red. Texas still always votes red, but the gap is shrinking. Yeah. You know, look at um, Georgia. I think Georgia is obviously a big one. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> but I think the other thing that, and I don't want to go politics on your podcast, but the only other thing that I think really hurt you know, Trump, and I don't really care because I want to gone. on, is military people turn their back on it because he disrespected the military. And that's what I, because I live in El Paso, and you know Fort Bliss here yeah. is a huge army base, and a lot of people I know, my neighbors, everything, they're all in the military, and they're like, the guy said if you're in the military, you get kidnapped or whatever, or you get captured, you're a sucker, you're a loser. just can't support that. You lost a lot of military folks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shit. <laughs> he was coming in the term when I was getting out or deciding to get out, and I was just like, "Oh, I need to get out."
0: It's funny because a friend of mine's African American. He voted for Trump, and he said, "I don't get it." Which, shit, point I got a
1: rating. I got a a homeboy that I served with before I got out. He um Hispanic, you know. Born well, and bred and everything, come over here and he was voting for Trump. He still was Hispanics, campaigning.
0: Hispanics, by and large, their support of Trump, especially in Miami, that stunned me. I mean that I think that was the big shock of the election. Everybody talks about states he lost, but he won Miami. He won Miami. I wasn't expecting that. But what I was saying is African-American friend goes, Look, I get it. Trump he doesn't say the right things. He's politically incorrect is borderline or outright racist. Whether he says it bluntly or he insinuates it, he comes across like that. But on his watch, African-Americans had the lowest unemployment ever, unemployment ever, they had the most net worth ever. They also did criminal justice reform where a lot of them got free. So I don't like his vocabulary and what he says, but his actions tell me he helped me. So I voted for the actions. I didn't vote for what he said. And I said, but the problem is the guy before him was doing all of that. And he came in and he just kind of wrote it and he got the credit for it. I also told him, say what you will, he used the White House as his personal tax shelter because he's in so much debt. He needed it almost to, you know, to kind of, hey, I'll give you this break. Take care of me. Do this, do that. I just told everybody, but it's over. We're done. And, you know i think going forward americans will learn their lesson i'm not voting for a tv celebrity like i know everybody says all oh, the rock's gonna win the next time but i look at the rock as a little bit different I mean, he came from nothing everyone knows his story i think people could relate to that this guy has had a silver spoon in his mouth from day one i don't know how people in Kentucky are like oh yeah that's my presence like, he doesn't relate to you
1: well i mean
0: he's from, he's from elitist new york like
1: I mean, uh, Americans, they have a a taste for the weird.
0: (laughs) No, they do. They do look at Jesse Ventura in Minnesota. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in California. Ronald Reagan. I mean, when Ronald Reagan became president, people were like, oh my God, the actor? Like, what are you talking about? Remember in Back to the Future? Well, if you're from the future, what's the president's name? You mean the actor? Yeah, he's like, (laughs) Ronald Reagan? Right, but then... If somebody told me in 1989, i 30 years Trump's it's going to be the president. Like Donald Trump, the guy who owns bankrupt casinos? No way, but it happened. I mean, it legitimately happened, so.
1: The guy from Home Alone too?
0: Boston, yeah, New York? <laughs> I forgot about how many people know him from that little scene where he's like, that way in Home Alone. Well, what I was saying is, like, I wrote down what I want to talk to you. about. you know, like I said, three things. I, I really, I love your perspective on AEW because Mm -hmm. I think everybody I've talked to, they're either like it's the greatest thing ever Mm -hmm. or it sucks. And I'm trying to like get away from the it sucks because they don't do women's wrestling and I'm going to talk about it because I actually I hate to say this because people are going to get mad at my comment but I actually agree with them and I'll tell you why on the podcast. Number two was the union stuff because you know Zelina she, you know, she she asked for her release. She wanted. She wanted a union for the Twitch stuff. You know your perspective, and then obviously, because I've, I was on this podcast like four years ago or three years ago, when I told everybody, she's going to be the biggest star in in the business if mm-hmm. they give her the ball. Yeah. And I guess the ball is Disney gave her the ball. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> might as well jump on this bandwagon. But um, I actually like that show without her. Like that's a really cool yeah yeah. Show.
1: It just uh, uh, sprinkles on the ice cream, you know. <laughs> it
0: was more like her being on it got me to watch it. And then I watch it, and I'm like, this is a really good show without her. Like, even if she wasn't on it, she'll watch this show. It's mm-hmm. really – it looks like a movie every episode. Like, Yeah, it does. Like $18 million an episode. But obviously, you know, I was telling somebody this. You know, it's one thing to do cameos on, you know, Psych, or like what Charlotte or Becky been doing. So this is a different – level of Mm -hmm. superstardom because those Star Wars fans make wrestling fans look tame Mm -hmm. (laughs) in their fandom, right? Like She'll live off conventions the rest of her life. She did not have to do anything, right? She can go to Star Wars convention every other month and just make money. I mean, it's just the income is going to be so ridiculous. Not today, not tomorrow, but down the road. And if she has more than one appearance, I think she has three episodes. And then if they bring her back. It's just like, it's going to be, but I always tell people like we should enjoy her now because I really think she's going to be gone. Like I truly believe that in the next two years, it's going to be part-timer or once in a while who returns to TV because Hollywood pays a lot more.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's how it should be. I mean, professional wrestling to me as a, a viewer of it, it, it should always, it almost seem like a platform to me, you know, it's just like a stepping stone to something greater. You know, you, you learn your paces, you learn everything here, and you apply everything that you've learned to something beyond this. Because I mean, if you're in wrestling, you're in wrestling, you are only reaching that niche audience of professional wrestling fans. Yeah. But if you go beyond that, then, you know, sky's the limit. Look at the rock. Look at Stone Cold was, to a certain extent, look at John Cena now. I mean-
0: that's the, that's the thing about The Rock and Austin and even The Rock and Austin specifically is wrestling was so much more viewed by the masses when The Rock and Austin were on top, mm-hmm. right? Like everybody watched it because it was like the cool thing to watch. As the audience shrunk to become what it always has been, which is there's a group of people who like it and will support everything. It's been harder for people to break up. Cena obviously did it. The Bellas did it, but the Bellas really did it because of reality TV. And you know, yeah. Bravo to them. I mean, they're twins. It's a unique act. What was interesting to me is when I went on Reddit and I read all the Star Wars threads about her appearance. It was amazing how many people didn't know who else. Like, they were like, "Oh, she's hot. Ooh, who is she?" But they didn't know who she was. And then like one person goes into threads like, "She's on SmackDown every Friday." And It's like. Really, she's a wrestler. Like, they didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So that just tells me how much the audience has gone like this. Yeah. Because you know, uh, the other one is she got discovered from hot ones. She didn't get discovered. Yeah. The, that's, yeah, that was
1: weird. I heard that. She said it. She she yeah, said it was on the news podcast. Pod.
0: Yeah, she said I got discovered from hot ones. I was eating hot ones. The director, or John Favreau, saw her. I was like, oh wow, okay, I think I have an idea for her. What does she do? Who is she? they find out it's like oh okay but that just tells you that this is where i think vince is old and he needs to move aside and let a younger fresh perspective help him because it's like you have these talents that can branch out if you let them,
1: but him. you don't want to let them for whatever reason you
0: don't want to let him and i think in her case it was more probably like at the time you know she, she almost left because of she couldn't she to do it anymore it's like well, yeah i might as well have to give in to her because at least i have her on tv rather than losing her and obviously the rating numbers have proven what she can do so it's like oh i gotta give in to her but like the valinas and you know he's just like yeah and I, I don't know i i think that this new guy who runs the company now nick Khan, he's from he's, he's a sports agent maybe he'll come in and change the way they look at things because they're already hiring a twitch manager
1: yeah i've seen that
0: they, they post the job right so yeah whenever you want to go those are the three things i really want to talk to you about i mean she, i mean we,
1: we we rolling right now let's just let's okay. just keep right. going wherever so you want to
0: start let's start there all right let's start let's start with aew then since work um, you're you are you love the show you watch it every week you mm-hmm. talk about why you like it so The criticism, the big criticism of AEW is they don't do women's wrestling well. They don't do it at all, right? That's their criticism. Even their best top-tier women's matches are like marginal, mediocre WWE women's TV matches. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, I actually think AEW, if I owned AEW, I don't think I would do women's wrestling at all. It's a controversial statement, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. They're always the lowest rated segments on the show. If you break down their quarter hours, their women do not draw. In fact, what happens is when they put the women on TV, their women, their viewers go to an NXT. Mm. And so if I owned AEW, I would be like, you know what? You want your women's wrestling? Go to WWE. Go to NXT. But sometimes when you do something bad, it actually hurts you more because you're just trying to fit in with the masses. Yeah. I were them. I would give their younger talent more shine. But I like, you know, who I like from them is uh, Jungle Boy. Yes. Taurus. I like the, the Darby Allin character is really, you know, he's fascinating to me. I like Scorpio Sky. I think my problem with AEW currently is they're becoming WWE light. I see too many ex-WWE people on my TV screen. Yeah. I wanted to see the other guys. The guys who didn't get the spotlight in other companies the ricky starks i like eddie kingston like if they stick to that i think they are really an alternative but when i see luke harper dean ambrose FTR, matt hardy oh god jericho, don't get me
1: started on that shit jericho
0: it's like Okay, one or two XWW J- Jack Swagger, like we watched him in WWE, I'm not gonna watch him on AEW, he was boring there, he's boring here.
1: Yeah, see what what I looked at, you know, to, to kind of go with your statement and everything about the XWWE guys, you know, I, except for Swagger and Matt Hardy. <laughs> um, When they left, I wanted them to prove themselves because Sean Spears, in wwe to me had all the potential in the world from what i was allowed to see you know that was over they just fumbled and mismanaged that shit to hell now yeah now when he comes over here i was like oh man we we get to see all this potential that he could have you know achieved and all this other stuff and i'm not seeing it it's mismanagement again you know they saddle him with um freaking blanchard
0: Yeah. yeah, then they give him the love thing,
1: then the Mohawk thing, and he had all the pomp and circumstance with that chair shot, but there was no follow-up and everything, and then Kovac came into play, and now they have this limited pool of people that they can use as much as WWE, and now they're just starting to circulate these newer guys and these indie talents and everything, one, to give... What what I like about AEW, they're giving people opportunities, even the ones that aren't under contract. They're still giving people jobs and paydays and things like that. So I appreciate that about the company. Um, another thing is just I understand why Jericho is there, and yeah. I, Jericho,
0: I agree with okay. yeah, that and I, sense, he's a big star.
1: Yeah, he's a, and
0: he's a big star.
1: And I believe, and I said this before, that once his contract is done, I think he's like. Done for a while. He'll probably go off and do his Fozzie shit and everything. He was just there to kind of get some legs under this thing, you know, establish the foundation, and move on and go do Jericho shit. I believe Jericho will freaking be back in not too many years from now, end up under the WWE umbrella again, doing his freaking Hall of Fame shit and getting ready to retire. You know,
0: what are your thoughts? Okay, so let's talk about Moxley. How do you like him? As well, a fan, as a face,
1: well. Aside from what was presented previously in WWE, I mean, it still feels the same to me because I'm so much more used to him there than I am here. And he's been here, what, over a year or so now. And, And it's still like, I'm still trying to figure out who this guy is. I mean, they give him free reign to talk and everything, and he's a good talker. But he still has that WWE stink on it. And what was really evident of this is when him and Kingston got into the promo. Now, Kingston, you know, he feels it. He's in the moment with it, and he reacts accordingly. You know, everything about Eddie Kingston and all his promos leading up to that title match wanted me to want Eddie Kingston to win, wanted me to take the strap off of Moxley and put it on Kingston. Based on promo alone, and just the way he carries himself and his attitude, Moxley still feels like a scripted character because... Kingston has the ability to ad lib. I know Moxley does too, but he seems like he's still sticking to that old hat, that old script type shit. Like, I have these points and I got to make these points just like how these points are laid out. And Kingston was just throwing monkey wrenches in this shit and he was like, hey, hey, you know, trying to get the, get the ball back, you know?
0: Kingston's an incredible promo. I mean, he's yeah. an incredible promo. Because he comes across naturally. He reminds me a lot of Samoa Joe. Like, yes. Like Samoa Joe does, where you could just tell these guys aren't like looking on this, they're not like, okay, my name is they're like, you know, they're within their character. The problem, though, the big AEW problem is let's look at their champions, right? You have Moxie, XWWE, you had FDR, you had Harper, yet Cody, and so to me. That's the other thing, like the the Luchasaurus, the Jungle Boys, and Scorpio. Like, I thought Scorpio Sky should have won the, the TV belt from Cody. Yeah. He was white hot, and it was mm-hmm. like, he lost. Yep. And then Luke Harper won, and I was into the, the whole Dark Order thing, and then he lost again. It's like, yeah. Okay. Um,
1: and then we haven't seen him since.
0: <laughs> I mean... I, I know a lot of people love Cody, and I, I know why. I mean, he has the look, he has the charisma. But as a wrestler, he's never really done it.
1: For
0: no, and like, it's he, and you know what, for no reason.
1: And you know what, it's not even that. You know, they like his intentions with professional wrestling. I think more than, the, you know, it's almost like a triple A situation. You know, I mean, he had the benefit of being, I guess, like a more I, I, I don't know if I'm using my words right, being a more iconic wrestler back in his time of wrestling because i mean even though if he wasn't a good wrestler he was still a part of that period of time to where damn near everybody was hot rakishi freaking too cool you know all that stuff i mean anybody from that area if you say their name people know who they are
0: he was he was he was on a nice ride
1: Mm -hmm. but
0: you go back and watch back then everybody was over yeah but the reason you knew everybody wasn't really over like on tv everybody was to go look at house show numbers if austin wasn't on the house show they're selling six thousand less tickets mm-hmm. if the rock wasn't on it they're gonna if the taker wasn't on it like those were the three guys who people paid to go see yeah like i don't remember anybody in early late 1990, 1990, I was Like i had to go pay to see triple h you paid to see austin you paid to see the rock mm-hmm. Everybody else was just on for a nice ride. But back to AEW, they have really good young talent. They really, really do. But they're not different. No. I need them to be an alternative. New Japan is actually different than WWE.
1: Oh, man. I've been enjoying New Japan as a most recently. Even so, so much so that I went back most recently and I watched every... IWGP Intercontinental Championship uh, title change match. They got it all chronologically in the New Japan World app. And I've watched it from when MVP won the inaugural tournament all the way up until I think I'm to where um, yeah, more, uh, I think uh, Naito just got it back from uh, Ibushi or something like that.
0: I mean, that. you think about it, right? They made that title mean so much. Mm-hmm. They have been in Tokyo, though. With Nakamura as champ because he was more over than the world champ. Yeah. And that hasn't happened in WWE since Macho Man probably had the Intercontinental title or Mr. Yeah. Perfect or somebody like that. Where, mm. you know, I used to go to house shows in Toronto where Macho Man was the main event as the Intercontinental champion. He would sell out, and Hogan would come the next month. He'd sell the same amount of tickets, but the fact that you had two guys with one guy had the top belt, and the other guy had the lesser belt, he would drop. Cena, when he was the U.S. title champ, he would draw, right? Like, people would Mm -hmm. watch to see the U.S. title challenge. Um, I just, to me, what I love about AEW is they promote well. Like, as soon as their show's over, they're telling you what's on next week. As soon as that show's over, they're going to tell you what's on next week. They build long-term storylines. They Mm -hmm. do that very well.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, what the crux of AEW right now is what I feel is just the people who – are on the show also run the show and you know and that's kind of a a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people because you know they think you know oh the Bucks booked the show so the Bucks is gonna have the belt oh Cody uh, books the show so Cody's gonna have the belt Cody's always gonna be on TV the Bucks are always gonna be on TV Kenny Omega that's a whole nother episode in itself but you know, he's got stake in the company, so he sh- should be this and this. But to, contrary to that belief, he's been booked very badly, you know, as far yeah, as- Yeah, and he, like. he's booked to, And that's on purpose.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he, he seems like, well, see, I, I want to show you that because I, I'm part owner or executive, I don't have to win every match. I'm going to lose every match. But the problem is I wanted New Japan Kenny Omega on AEW for the last year and a half. Like, I wanted that guy- well, when he had a match it was must-see tv mm-hmm. because he was just that damn good I, he just didn't feel like he he felt different in aew like they almost like cheapened him they made yeah. him lesser the problem with cody's even the whole oh well i lost so i can never challenge the world title again and it's like they paint themselves in a corner because they're trying to show you they're not gonna get everything their way yeah rather than just going i like santana and ortiz a lot and i don't mm-hmm. like I feel like they're lost now with mm-hmm. the inner circle. I feel like everybody loves MJF. They think he's like the you know the next thing. But I've seen his character. It was called Ted DiBiase, and Ted DiBiase did it way better. Mm-hmm. Like I felt when Ted DiBiase would kick the ball out of the kid's hand and stuff. Like I felt that. That was like, well, that guy's that's a not a nice guy. But MJF, it's like I'm not into it. But I there are parts of AEW I like. Like I said, they should not worry about women's wrestling. I know they seem to say, oh, we're committed, we're committed. And it gets them in a lot of trouble because they keep saying it, and then you get these bad matches, and it's like, oh, how committed are you? But if you really look at this from a business standpoint, they shouldn't even have it on their TV. It does the lowest numbers. Mm -hmm. When when the other company has everybody, (laughs) like they literally have everybody, why would you try to compete? Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, Charlotte is going to one day, I'm going to go to AEW or Becky or somebody like that, you're not going to really move the needle, right? That's yeah. why I think it was interesting a year and a half ago, we'll talk about it later, when the rumors for Sasha was leaving to go to AEW, that might have done something. Because then yeah. you would have got the people coming over there saying, Oh, okay, she's there, let me go in and work with her. But they don't have a star. Like, to me... That's what AEW's women's division like. They don't have a star. What, now, I, what I
1: kind of feel about the women's division is kind of they're doing what they should be doing in the men's division, if that makes sense. They have all these, you know, lesser known talent in the women's division. So it's kind of hard to get behind that division as it stands now. And they don't have a, a, a really big depth of pool now to where if you did that with the men, you know, we could probably have something there. It'd be really fresh and everything, but since you have that in the women and you don't have any established talent, any, you know, mainstream, you know, been on WWE or around the world type talent that I've seen anyway, that I've seen, um, it's, it's suffering, you know? I mean, they put Vicky Guerrero in there for whatever reason. I mean, it's not a bad it's not a bad addition, but she's not a performer. She's not an in yeah, talent. Yeah,
0: that looks XWE. That's no. all it that says. Oh, it's like, I'm going to get somebody who had a hot... Career in WWE. I'm gonna bring him in. Mm. Matt Hardy. No need. No just no need, right? Like mm-hmm. you could uh, let him be an agent or something. That's,
1: and, and that's what I'm not. I'm not against that. That's what Matt. That's Matt Hardy's role. That's what it should yeah. be as of current. I mean, he's, he's not even as physically mobile <laughs> as he could be. His or
0: matches be. Are just. an I mean, it's like I've seen the broken mat gimmick.
1: Yeah, I'm done with it.
0: I've seen it over and over and over again. It's time to 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 move on to something different. I think the other thing with AEW is I think they have blood for no reason. Like I like I. What was the match that they had last week? It was with Butcher Blade and the Naturals, the the night yeah. nat- nightmare Naturals, whatever. Yeah,
1: Yeah. The bunkhouse brawl or Bunkhouse
0: brawl, right? It's just it was blood just for shock value so people could tweet, oh my god, look, they have blood. And I didn't I didn't need that. And you know I was you something like, something this the promo Roman, did you watch SmackDown last night?
1: No. <laughs> i seen bits of it, but I, I, I've i seen the, the admonishment uh, Jey Uso got after the fact. You know, he was like, don't be booking matches. And, you know, I've seen all that.
0: The, the promo that Roman Reigns cut where he's like, Drew, you're on Raw. I don't watch Raw. And the partner goes, "Like nobody watches Raw because this is SmackDown. And SmackDown is where the stars are. That's actually true. Like that, thats yeah, actually yeah. a legitimate statement. It wasn't like a promo to poke It, it was actually true. Yeah. That's my problem with Raw. Like Raw is too clustered to be. At least with SmackDown, it's like it—it it flows like the two hours. Yeah, you in and out. You know, okay. It's it's Reigns, it's, it's Sasha, it's Seth, and then they're gonna mix and match, whoever. But then that the week is it's gonna be those three stories are gonna get the focus. then we're going to mix and match things and now we're going to sprinkle in Bianca and eventually I'm sure Bianca will be a huge part of that show because they're already like I mean it's kind of obvious what direction they're going with her but it's just like AEW had something when I saw all that young talent and now every other quarter I'm seeing an old WWE star and it's like you're supposed to be the alternative you're not supposed to be TNA of 2006, and that's kind of my fear with AEW. And I don't, I don't, owe, I don't knock them for not focusing on women's wrestling. They don't do it well. Why would you do something that you don't do well and keep at a focus? You're just going to get people to critique it over and over again. Like even, I think it was, um, it, was it was Meltzer He's like, "Oh, that badge was good," and Brian's like, oh it wasn't." Deep. Like, like you can't even lie about it anymore that, oh, AEW has these women. They really don't. Like, they just have bad matches. TNA's women I like more than AEW's. Yes. Um, I, actually, I actually like the TNA women's division. I like NWA too. Like, Danny with Thunder Rose, I like her. I like yeah. Serena Deeb. And I like, I thought WWE dropped the ball with Diana Baronzo. I thought she had something. Like, I think they could have done something with her. But, the problem with WWE the only problem I have we division is it feels like there's six women that they focus on. Yeah. And everybody else just comes in. And I think Bianca will be in that mix now. But like I mean the last five years it's been the four horse women, Alexa and Oscar.
1: Mm-hmm. And for and that, some it's, it's for some weird some weird reason uh nia Jax.
0: Yeah they, they but but that was because of Alexa though, right? Like yeah. her whole story was with Alexa. It wasn't like she had her own story. And actually, and, just around. And if you look now, I mean, I mean somebody did this. It's like in 2017, Oscar, Sasha, Alexa were all in the main stories, and it's 2020, and they're all in the main stories right now. But the thing is, they, they have such elite level talent in the women's division, they can put on great matches. That's what AEW doesn't have. AEW doesn't have talent and go up there and just kill them mat- and have a great match. Mm mm-hmm. But not yet no i and I think it's also they're booking to they book the women matches they overcomplicate them like they don't they don't have enough characters well, what's them.
1: weird about the women's matches, and you know, and it's you know i'm I guess I'm being sensitive in saying this they make them too like too chatty bitchy like you know
0: yeah,
1: they're yeah. just like. All this other bullshit or whatever, rather than being yeah. women that wrestle, you know.
0: <laughs> That's a good segue. What did you think of Brandy's promo?
1: Bra- oh, I thought it was a good promo, but it did not fit the character of Brandy.
0: That's what I was saying. Like this, your call, your master's degree educated executive Brandy Rhodes. You've been like the brains of the operation.
1: Yeah. It's just like she's inconsistent character-wise, so it's like it wasn't a bad promo. It's just inconsistent with her, who she is. I mean, and that's a problem in itself. She's not even consistent <laughs> with who she is. She's a little fucking dollhouse, you know, nightmare family shit that they had. Then she's VP, co-branded, whatever the fuck, and then she's this. And now she, uh-uh, ratchet type shit. I mean, What lane are you going to be in? To me,
0: that promo was strictly designed to get people on Twitter talking. Right? That's what it was. It wasn't, like, when I watched it, I was like, okay, this is strictly, we got to have somebody, something has to go viral. So we're going to try to attract this different audience. Cargill went
1: viral for me.
0: (laughs) Right. And and that that other girl, what's her car, name?
1: Uh, Jade car car, car Cargill. They
0: have, she has something. They have something.
1: She's um a freaking a performance center tryout person.
0: Yeah, yeah. She has something.
1: Oh yeah, she, she has, has all something. the things. I
0: like there's something about her that sticks out that I like about her like, like last week
1: know. last week I posted a picture of her in cosplay. She cosplayed at Storm. And that was like one of the
0: I saw you know, that picture.
1: Yeah. See, exactly.
0: Oh. I didn't even know that was her. Quite honestly, like, like I just thought, I was like, wow, that's a good looking you know, oh, woman. But she has something, you mm-hmm. know, and it goes back to, you know, one of the things that-
1: Yeah, I'm like, what they gonna do with her though, right?
0: <laughs> through, my, through my people who work in TV, when Fox acquired or got SmackDown, they made their roster, based on people who attract your attention on TV. They didn't They didn't say, okay, you know what, he's booked the best, let's take him. And then, oh, this person is this. They strictly did a lot of different focus groups of, if I throw this person on your screen, will you pay attention? Will you not change the channel? Will you focus on them for the 15 minutes? And that's why if you look at SmackDown, they have, the stars from a television standpoint. I'm not saying they're the better wrestlers mm-hmm. or.
1: Roman Reigns been in movies in the head of a certain cancer charity. Roman Reigns you got Sasha Banks, Banks in Star Wars and all kinds of other stuff. Seth Rollins, I mean, you got, yeah, Seth Rollins, who's just like married to Becky Lynch and <laughs> about to have a be a papa. I mean, you'd live off Becky Lynch at this point to me.
0: <laughs> Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Now Daniel Bryan. Otis I mean he sticks out whether you like him or you don't like him he you know he stands out but they have Bianca now if you ever ever flip a channel and I've this has happened you know, with my wife but, but like oh who's Bianca? like he's like Bianca just catches your attention just like that right it's like whoa who's she yeah and so immediately you know my wife saw Bianca and goes so when are her and Sasha gonna fight because that it was like it's obvious, and it feels like that's the direction Fox is going in, right? It just feels like they're going to have these two fight because they – attract- When is
1: Bianca going to be on Total Deep? <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't think – think, but I think that's the thing with Bianca. She doesn't need to do that stuff to be a star. Natty has been on Total Divas for 10 years. Nobody mm. cares, right? I mean, call it what it is, she's a great wrestler. She's technically sound. But nobody cares. Mm. Like, she's not going to move a needle. And that's the thing, like, I mean, Becky caught lightning in a bottle. She really, really did with the bloody nose and stuff she caught. It. I mean, it just, it just hit for her. But after she won the title, I felt she kind of got stale. Yeah. I felt like Becky got stale. I feel Sasha came yeah. back and then they had their feud and then she got stale again. And then Asuka and then she didn't even lose the title. She just gave it away.
1: He's like, yeah, this is where I take a break.
0: <laughs> but what I what I tell people is there's a reason Fox feels like a different show. And if when you watch SmackDown, you watch Raw, you don't even think they're the same company. That's what's stunning to me. It's like NXT, I mean, I I think
1: that with all three of the shows, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, it's like th- this is all the same shit. I mean, but it's so different it stylistically different. between the three. Well,
0: and that's the thing with getting back to AEW is I think AEW would have benefited from like a Thunderdome type of setting. I think having the little bit of fans in that big cavernous space, it doesn't, their presentation looks cheaper now. Like when, what I used to love about AEW is when they were in the arenas, it felt fresh. Like it had a, the crowd carried that program. Through. Like when I would watch AEW, I'm like, my God, this crowd is great. Like, they're into every single match. They care about every single wrestler. Now I don't get that feeling. It's just like, eh, change the channel. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. The FTR-Bucks match was unbelievable. That match was great. Um, the story they told, which is, you know, for three years, FTR is like, no flips, no flips. And then they tried to the flip and lost because of it. That was good. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. Did you like that match? It was okay. You know, so is is so. What was your favorite match on that card?
1: So, hmm, and it is my wrestling brain works weird or whatnot. I I watched it from beginning to end or whatever, but it's just like
0: okay, okay. you had and Kingston.
1: I I I just enjoyed the pomp and circumstance around that match. The match itself was just like, yeah, I mean, it's a plunder match. You can make all and those fun.
0: MJF Jericho.
1: I yeah. like what it. Could be potentially setting up, you know.
0: Which is MJF taking over the inner circle?
1: I, I see that. Or, <laughs> right? I mean, or they up from the inside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you have um
1: that Guevara that shit guy. and Matt Hardy. Fuck that. Fuck uh, all that bits and pieces of it.
0: See, the problem with that match too is why did they have to have it right after the tag match?
1: What's the problem with that match? Is why the fuck they had to have it? Period.
0: Okay, that's. True. <laughs> Okay, and, and look. Sammy I, I don't know if somebody could have fallen off the map quicker than Sammy Guevara. Yeah.
1: Yeah like, that that shit Misasha
0: was. Thing was yeah. It killed him because you know and people who, who go online know this. Like I'm part of that fan base. She has a really big fan base. And they kind of <laughs> you know they took the they took the shine off of him just like that and no matter how much he apologized and no matter how much she wrote she wrote a letter saying oh i you know people make mistakes he just never felt the same after that Mm -hmm. like and 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 i know fans of his are like oh my god like she uh, she let it go yeah we move on but i tell people like he was a person that a lot of fans of hers liked like, they would watch AEW for him. And as soon as he made that comment or the clip came out, it was over. Like, I even said, she saved his career because she yeah. could have ended it. Yeah, like, if exactly. she had just said, I don't forgive him, you know, it could have been. Just something
1: backhanded, not even it that. It could have yeah. been, yeah, yeah. it
0: could have been really bad for him. But I just, he doesn't, he's, he's not, yeah. he has nothing anymore. I mean, they clearly, I thought he was going to be the guy who, became like the baby face who fought the inner circle. Clearly, he he's, yeah, he clearly been,
1: he's you know but out of
0: it now. This um, is
1: like um that how how many how far back that be- those comments were made?
0: So those comments were made when she was fighting Charlotte on Raw. Okay.
1: 2016. So, okay, so I'm gonna look something up.
0: So here's what happened. if you go oh, back I know to what people, happened. I'm okay. just um, all right. So I each. think he was an extra on WWE. Like he was an extra mm-hmm. in on a raw, or whatever. And he's like, "When well, I saw that Track, I saw the fucking raper And the guy who his whose show he was on, who he said that to, admitted that when Sammy got big, he kind of forgot about this guy. So this guy wanted to get him back, and he released the clip. But he said it and there's nothing you yeah. can do. He
1: can't take it. He can't say I didn't say it. He said it. And I mean, yeah. So it was, it what, was, what, I, what, I, what I chalked it up to when I first heard the audio and you know, it all came out is that was a boy that said that shit. That was a young man and I've been in similar situations to where I said some shit that was very uncharacteristic of a, you know, it, not very politically correct. And that was coming from a Mind state of a young man two is also who you surround yourself with who let you slide with that shit or whatever the guy that he was talking with in question you know that was yeah. obviously his homeboy and as he said you know people part ways sometime or whatever and he held a grudge against that shit and he used that shit against him. so yeah. two he was around a lot of enablers and he was around a lot of people that he didn't really you know you shouldn't have been trusting like that because, you mean, if that's his homeboy, if that's his friend, regardless of the situation between them, you don't do no shit like that. So, I mean, it's youth and the people you surround yourself with. And plus, he didn't have that proper mentorship to pull him aside and be like, hey, motherfucker, you can't be saying shit like that. Know, you can't sure. you don't talk like that when you're doing an interview, you know.
0: I remember I went to bed that night and the whole controversy was this. her and Ricochet had this little thing where they go back and forth where Ricochet was like, I look like you or you look like me. Like, I look like a male version of Sasha Banks. And when she outdrew Jericho and him, she said, we're better than, you know, the best friends. And then he says, Ricochet, is this Ricochet talking to me? And people were mad at him for saying, oh, are you saying a black woman looks like a man? And it's like, you know, people were already mad at him for that. And then the next morning I wake up I just have all these messages about that Sammy guy. He's the worst, and I'm like, what? I mean, yeah, that was a bad joke, but like, I didn't know what was going on. So I was going through my timeline, and somebody's like, I hope Sammy gets fired, and I'm like, something changed. Something happened because like, he he, he, his comment was stupid about her looking like Ricochet or whatever. But it's like, you can't fire him for that. Like, you can tell him, hey, that's poor taste. Yeah. And then somebody sent me the clip, and I'm like, oh, where's this from? But then I researched. It's like, oh, wow, this is a long time. Somebody like, dug this up. And that's what I said. Like, It's out there. It's, mm-hmm. in, it's in audio. You can't, yeah. you can't yeah. deny that you didn't say it. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, OK. But that's the thing about what he said. It's like, even though people have said they've moved on from it. I don't think anybody I don't I just don't think he'll ever ever be the same no. again because her fan base is so big that it has just swallowed his career and spit it out. And yeah, she could have easily ended him like that but she didn't. But I think her almost her not ending him actually made it how do I say this? It made it great for her and she did the right thing. But I think it almost like People are like, wait a minute. No, we're not gonna accept that.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it made people look at it's still gonna make people look at him side-eyed and everything. Like, I'm watching you motherfucker. And
0: this is what I said to people when when that happened, I said, This is her. we we could switch we could switch topics up. This is her start of her rise to be the top star. Mm-hmm. Because when you write a statement like that and it was so well received that's what the top star of a company does not somebody who's thinking petty and small. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to look at the bigger picture. I'm going to make this great statement. We're going to take my side and I'm just going to get more fans. And when I read that statement, I remember I texted my friend. And I said, this is the star. Let's just count down the clock right now. From this point on, watch. She's going to be the star. We all thought she was going to be four years ago. And honestly, I don't think. She never, be- like, I always tell people that she not becoming the star we thought she could become was more on them, not her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she was the, but I will admit this. I went back and I watched all the 2016 stuff with her and Charlotte. I didn't like, like her character then. Looking back on it, I really didn't like it. I lied to myself then because I like her. I went back and I watched her promos and I watched her, the 10-year-old girl, this is my lifelong dream, and the, the, too much of the costume jewelry. She dressed kind of half anime, half, like, I don't know, Like it, I, I, I kind of think it's the best thing that ever happened to her that they didn't completely push her to the moon then because now she still feels fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at, her compared to the other three force women, even Alexa. So you could throw Alexa in there. They all feel kind of stale.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that Alexa has is, is like, she just has a presence about her. Like, you know, her acting ability and the way she delivers her content. I believe that's what draws her into a lot because she don't really wrestle that much anymore, but she's always on TV doing segments and but
0: stuff like that. Alexa, the payoff has never been in the ring because she's not that good she's okay she's serviceable but she's not going to put on a classic with sasha the payoff was always the match because you knew the match was going to be great because she's a great wrestler but now she has everything because i mean i don't know if you listen to mark henry or whatever that shows i think it's called busted open yeah mark henry's like she's the best dressed wrestler in the business look at her outfits every week Mm -hmm. she looks like a star Every single week, she comes out, she looks at the star. And Fox, they're not stupid. Look at how they present her.
1: Yeah, it's just like, it's not so much, you know, I tune in for her matches. It's just, damn, I, I want to see what she's going to wear next.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing, right? People are always going to tune in for her matches because she's that good. But now, she comes out, she does her pose, they go to commercial, and when they come back, people have tuned in more. Because everybody's talking like, oh, if you he see go change the channel. And then people come in and they watch her. But I feel vindicated because I have been screaming to the heavens for years that she was gonna be way bigger than Charlotte, bigger than Becky. I mean, nobody considers Dale, but okay, those two. And now she's actually gonna do it. Like when I watched her Mandalorian, I'm like, oh my God, she's the biggest star they have. (laughs) Like, it just hit me like that, like, holy cow. She has a fan base now from Star Wars that's way bigger than wrestling. Word? And it is. But I think finally why she's been given the ball is because she was the only one who wasn't stale. If you really look at Charlotte, what do you do with her character? Like, there's nowhere they can go with her. She wins every title. (laughs) She's won every big match. And in a lot of cases, that's hurt her because people look at her as somebody who's held other talents back, and it's not her fault because she's not the one who books the show. Mm-hmm. But people are like, "Oh, I'm tired of Charlotte. She just wins. Like her beating Rhea, that was stupid. That was just dumb. Yeah, what that was
1: that point? wasn't good.
0: Like, and and what did Rhea get out of it? Rhea was like, went on a tailspin and then beat EO and then now Rhea's back up. They spent so much time in making Rhea the superstar. She beat Shayna. She won in war games. She pinned Sasha. She pinned, you know, she went toe-to-toe with Becky. And she beat Charlotte. She beat Bianca. And I think that's why I think Charlotte taking this time off has been good for her. Because think people will get a chance to miss her.
1: Yeah. If they
0: but <laughs> But if she comes back and she just keeps winning titles, they won't care. Mm-hmm. With Sasha the reason that it worked is because even though she was a slimy heel people always felt like they never pushed her so there was always that you could turn her baby face and people will sympathize then the whole defending the title story i'm glad they got rid of that quick i know people wanted to see that thing drag out till tlc but i was just like get rid of it that's a stupid angle to have oh i can win the title but i can't defend it it's like you're Texas guy. It's like Tim Duncan. He's won five titles, but he's never actually repeated his champ. Who cares? He won five titles. But no, I'm, I feel vindicated though, Rob, because I said she, I mean, how many times did Derek and Matt have their argument back and forth, back and forth about Charlotte, Sasha, Char- and it's like, now it's like a no-brainer. Sasha looks like the star. Charlotte's cool, but she doesn't feel superstar. So Sasha feels like, and the ratings prove it.
1: I think well, it's just yeah. like they know what they have in um, Sasha, you know, the yeah. the potential to grow beyond what she is now is um evident, you know, as you're saying. But Charlotte is wrestling royalty, pretty much. I mean, it's it's a claim to the name, uh, you know, the queen but that's what's hurt her. Yeah, but that's I mean, not- it, it 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 hurts her in a sense, but as far as wrestling goes professional wrestling this box right here professional wrestling she's the top that's it you know because sasha with all this potential and acclaim and star power and everything she's gonna go away and do other shit where to i think charlotte is just gonna stay in this box and sasha is gonna go wants other stuff
0: right like she wants to go and do tv and all that stuff but it goes yeah. back
1: to roddy piper wanted to as well
0: and he was great in *They Live, by the way. Yeah,
1: him. that one movie.
0: <laughs> but I always tell people this. The difference between Sasha Banks and Charlotte, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, is Sasha looks different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that simple. She looks different. Like, I'm in a chat room on Twitter. We're all Sasha fans. Most of the people in that chat room are white men. Mm-hmm. They love Sasha. They see nothing about Charlotte. They see nothing about Becky. They
1: yeah, they want to, be- to dominate the species. That's all.
0: <laughs> they they to them, <laughs> Sasha is like the, the the best looking woman, and the others are just there. They're just, You're they're like, amazing. what
1: what is what is that? What is what is that right. behind her? Is yeah. that is that buttocks? Why her, like, her buttocks are nice and what is that?
0: <laughs> okay, but Alexa, Alexa. I mean, I'm in the chat room telling them, like, oh, Alexa's really attractive. Like, I'm, like, the non-white guy in the chat room, and I'm, like, Alexa's, like, she's fine. Like, yeah, Alexa's, you know, she's hot. Mm-hmm. But to them, they're like, eh, yeah, basic. And Sasha that everybody else is here. And then when I look at her rating numbers, which this is where I was going with this conversation, mm-hmm. it's amazing that she kills with white men. She, she gets... That viewership in spades, nobody else is doing that in the business. She is. White like men love Sasha Banks. I mean, and and I think that's something that you can't really teach. You can't... You and can't, you can't teach that. <laughs> you can't manufacture right? It's like, either you got it or you don't. And I think she has it. And the Star Wars thing is just going to another stratosphere because... So like when I saw her, when I watched that episode, I was like, oh my God, she's so look at her with that, that big gun. That looked like people are like, that was so, so sexy. She just has this big gun and she's ready to point it. It's like, but I told people this. You know what's gonna be very interesting for her? Because they're gonna get to Bianca, right? Like this is this story, feels like she's gonna have the title for a while, and when they want to give it to Bianca, Bianca's gonna take it out. Mm-hmm. And they sh- and that should be the story, by the way. Bianca has to be the person who meets Sasha nobody else because it would be useless how can sasha make herself fresh up to bianca because we know the bailey feud was great and we know bianca will be great can she carry mella can she carry Lou? can she carry natty and then we get to bianca that will be interesting for her oh, oh.
1: what it, oh no never mind how about i say lacey evans but she on raw now right
0: she's on raw well, that's the other thing. They cleared the deck for Sasha. Like, look at the the roster. The SmackDown women are all sent away. It's it's literally live. Ruby, Maddie, um, you know, Bianca, Chelsea. That she just got injured. That sucks. Even you know, she broke her arm on SmackDown.
1: Yeah, I heard. Yeah.
0: I'm in. What I like, because I know people complain about this on Twitter. Oh, Sasha's only on for four minutes, and she cuts barely a promo, and then she gets kicked in the head by Carmella, and they're done. I tell people, less is more. Haven't you guys figured this out? Do you know why she draws more numbers than Reigns? Because Reigns on nine yeah, segments,
1: not saturating all over the place.
0: Right, and I think I said, look, she comes up, she's super hot. She cuts a quick, you know, quick promo. She talks trash. People are glued, in, and she's gone, and it's like, oh, I want to see her next that's how you pull people in and that's what they're doing with it, which is smart. I actually, I have no complaints about the short promos. No, I I mean,
1: all of them should be short.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to see 18-minute promos. I want to see quick, to the point, boom. And, you know, I tell people this all the time, when you have something that works, the dumbest wrestling companies go away from it. And It feels like, at least for Fox, we got our formula. Got wins, got this. You know, and people are watching. But yeah, no, I feel vindicated. I really, really do. I remember how many times Derek would just argue, argue, and I would, I would say it's hard to argue against him because the booking is in his favor. Like, yeah. The booking is Charlotte. The
1: yeah, and I and I think the only thing that I said at that time is it's like what at the time when we was really doing that show and talking about these things, which he was like twenty three or something like that, 22, 23. And I was just like, they're doing it because she's 22, 23, and she's going to be able to bounce back and she's going to be there for a while. And I also said, it's just like, they see something because Charlotte and them, they're going to have to get all this shit out of the way now, you know, and just do what they can do with them now. But Sasha is going to be here later. And they just got so much more with her than they do with anybody else.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you did, you, you did, you were on that age. Like you had that, that early. Like you were like, oh, she's young. And everybody would always counter, at least when I talk to people on Twitter, it's like, okay, but what if she got injured? What if she did this? What if she almost quit? And that's always been the tug of war. Like, okay, she's young. She has time. No, you got to strike when the iron's hot. And I tell people, I don't think she. And that's
1: why they kept getting Charlotte because everybody wanted everything right now. First woman's this, first woman's this, first woman's this, first woman's this, first woman's this and it all involved fucking Charlotte.
0: as a fan of hers since I've been since 2014, the best thing that ever happened to her career was that they, they didn't push her to the moon in 2016. It's the best thing that ever happened to her because at the time they would have exhausted every option with her, and then. She'd just feel like somebody else. Mm -hmm. But she's slowly become somebody that you can still root for because you haven't tapped into anything with her. Like, she's never had a long title reign. That's Mm -hmm. a fresh program. She's never had singles feuds without other horsewomen. Like, she's never feuded with Nella. She's feuded with Bailey. This isn't Bailey, it's Becky, but it isn't Becky, it's Charlotte because okay, she feuded with Alexa, but she feuded as with Alexa at the time where Alexa was and again I was one of the few who said she shouldn't beat Alexa at SummerSlam. Alexa was white hot. Why would you take the belt off her for nine days just to give it back to her? That's dumb. That hurts everybody. But now the whole character of her feels fresh. The way she dresses, the way she carries herself. Like people are like, oh, she's heelish. I don't want a baby face who tells me that they've wanted to do this for their whole life. I'm, that's a loser. I want the way she, okay, so if you watch Talking Smack, she was on this morning and she was on with Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman's like, um, oh, last week, I think they said Paul Heyman goes, oh, well, everybody's talking about Carmella. She's like, everybody always talks about Sasha Banks. And she put Paul Heyman in his place. Obviously, it's probably pre-scripted, but like, she like totally was like, "I don't give a crap what your dad says or what you say. I'm the star." And people are like, "Oh, that's a heel." No, she's being herself. That's what I want. I want somebody who's authentic. When Becky was arrogant, when she wore the crown and all that stuff, I liked it. I thought that was cool. I was like, "Okay, this is a badass babyface who's like fighting for good, but she's has an edge to her." Mm -hmm. when I went back and watched the 2016 Sasha stuff I gotta say it's the promos were not that appealing the character was not that appealing but she she was you know I have a huge crush on her so I paid attention but Mm -hmm. it's like now the character is complete she can wrestle but she can cut the promo she looks the part she feels like a star like when she comes on your TV screen it's like you're not forcing her on me. She feels like a star. And that's what I like. And that's why I'm glad that she's now ascended to the heights that I always thought she would. But to your point, it was an age thing. And maybe the other part of it is maybe a 23-year-old wasn't ready for the spotlight. I mean,
1: maybe it's, even the little hiatus kind of, you know, yeah. kind of proved that a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, no, there the was other circumstances.
0: was honestly the best thing that ever happened to her mm. because she fell back in love with and she has so much more confidence. And also, you know what she got out of it? Leverage. Because the ratings, you know, like so-called all the other women draws couldn't draw. They needed her. And that was the best thing that ever happened to her. And she proved to them, you need me. You can't run this women's division without me. You need me. She comes back, 300,000 people showed up to see her against Becky that night that weren't watching the whole summer when she was gone. And they just showed back up. It's like, oh, here we go. Her and Bailey did the highest number since March. You know who was on March's SmackDown? Goldberg and John Cena. (laughs) That was the last time they did that number, and their number was better than any Raw number all year. And Raw had Austin on it this year. Mm -hmm. So now they have something. But, yeah, I feel vindicated, but I think for me what I want is I don't want her to have too long the title I don't need her to have a 400-day title run like yeah. Bailey. Because let's be honest here, Bailey's story kind of got stale because it was like, "Okay, when Sasha, Sasha gonna be here? When Sasha gonna be there That's because that's all you knew the ending of her story was, right? Like Bailey's story was, "You're gonna hold the title until Sasha wants it, and then she's gonna take it from you," and that's your story. I know Bianca needs the title. I would say for Sasha, they should not keep the belt on her past next SummerSlam. To me, next year SummerSlam she should lose to Bianca. That's how I would book the story.
1: Okay. I would
0: have her go through everybody at WrestleMania. I would have her do the final blow off Magic Daily or a Trish match. But after that, it's like now it's Bianca and it has to be Bianca. And Bianca has to be the face of the SmackDown Women's division and Sasha can go away and shoot another show or something and you still have money there. But I think Bianca has everything. But like to me, if you could create a female wrestler from scratch, I'd probably say it would be Bianca. wouldn't even be Sasha. Because like, what, um,
1: Bianca. Like my thing with Bianca, man, phenomenal talent or whatever. Right? So, so much upside and everything. Still, still, I think there's some more polishing need to be done.
0: But. She's not a great wrestler. She's no, a not, great
1: not yet. Not yet.
0: She has charisma like I've never seen. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people this, like, as great as I think Sasha is, I think Sasha's the best. Bianca has the charisma that Sasha has. Mm-hmm. She has the look. But she looks like a badass. like because she's so physically imposing. But like when if Bianca if they had Bianca beat up a guy, I believe they're like, yeah, she would be beat up a guy
1: Yeah. She she remind me of like uh what Jacqueline used to be about jazz or something like that. The, the, but look the, way better.
0: <laughs> yo, Jackie ja, yeah, Jack yeah. Jacqueline I mean, CM Punk is like she she beat the shit out of most guys in the locker room. But Bianca has everything you can want, and the thing is, Bianca can talk. Mm -hmm. Like that's the other thing. Like she can talk, and she has a presence. And when she comes on your screen, people pay attention to her. Mm -hmm.
1: What I was thinking, I I said this a long time ago, because that ponytail is not going to stay forever, and it's so much heat to be had. By somebody cutting that motherfucker off, man, that would be so me, crazy.
0: If they, if they have this idea that Bianca and Sasha has to have it happen at WrestleMania, but the few has to carry on. The way I would book it, and then we can go talk about other stuff, is I would have Sasha beat her at WrestleMania, like choking her out with the phone oh, bank that bank.
1: you know that's gonna happen. She gonna go for the bank statement
0: and bank statement, choke her out, and then Sasha turns heel, and then that's that way you, you want to cheer more for Bianca Because to me People are going to cheer for Sasha Whether she's a baby face or It doesn't matter anymore. She's at that level where she's going to have her fans are Always going to cheer for her But the one thing I always tell people about this If you look on Twitter If Bianca is the one who takes the belt off Sasha Nobody will complain about it People will not get mad about it There will be no Oh my god why did they take the belt off Sasha again for her Bianca's that person who, with WWE doesn't want any lashback, Bianca has to beat her. And beat her in a convincing manner. Like maybe the first match, Bianca loses. But the second match, Bianca like almost beats her in like four minutes. Like literally goes up there and just crushes her to kind of cement her as the face. And Bianca, here's the crazy thing. Bianca is three years older than Sasha. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy to be that. I said, is like, oh, the next young thing. It's like she's three years older than Sasha. That, that just says how much Sasha has actually accomplished at 28. Like she's done everything already. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Zelina Vega got released yesterday. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she got released because, or she asked for her release because yeah. she wanted to keep her Twitch channel. And WWE got rid of, didn't want people to keep the Twitch channel, blah, blah, blah. She bought it up let go or requested it what are your thoughts on the whole wrestlers and union thing that's how we could wrap up
1: I think it sucks as a whole because I mean you should be able to do what it is that you want on your free time now if you are under a company and you assuming a company name I mean obviously it has those uh, restrictions to that So if you're going to do a Twitch channel, you know, use who you are, your name, not WWE's name or whatever contracted character that you are. So, I mean, that's just, you know, common sense. Um, But I think she just, I don't know. It almost feels like she took the bullet, so to speak, you know, just kind of like trying to inflict some kind of change that I think is really going to be hard to do, especially with that fucking company. But
0: So the thing is, it's so easy for these wrestlers to get their union if they did one thing. It doesn't even have to be a WrestleMania. It could be a Friday night SmackDown. They all talk about it. They say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go out there, live microphone. We're going to say, we're not wrestling anymore until you give us a union. That's it. It will make national news. It will be on every news channel. And they'll have to do it. Because if, if, if Roman Reigns and Sasha and Seth and all of them said, we're not going to go on TV anymore. Fox is paying a billion dollars. USA is paying a billion You don't think they're going to say, hey, whoa, you owe us programming. Or else you're in breach of contract. If you don't give us 52 weeks of live programming, we could cut We could cancel your contract. You don't think Vince is going to sit down and say, okay, let's talk. Of course he would. But everybody has, they have figured out just divide and conquer. I'll talk to Rob. Rob will never talk to Raja. Raja will never talk to this person. And you will just take care of them individually. But if they were all easily come together and say, we're going to unionize. They can't do anything about it. They really can't. Because what is WWE going to lose $2 billion in TV money? No, health insurance does not cost $2 billion a year. Mm-hmm. Neither does more wrestling related revenue. Like, it's actually very easy to do. But every wrestler in the business thinks as an individual, they don't think as a collective. And that's why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Zelina stood up, but Zelina's not big enough on her own to make a difference. She's replaceable. Mm-hmm. I like Selena. I think she's super talented. I she'll do great when she goes to AEW or wherever. But AEW doesn't have a union either. It has to be a collective mindset of everybody in WWE. Because if WWE does it, then AEW. Because they will just copy.
1: Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like the the promises or the, uh, the thought process of AEW proper in the beginning it was just like we want to give these guys health insurance and you know that was some of the kind of the talking points
0: that they had or whatever insurance to four guys who have bb titles they're corporate employees they have to have health insurance yeah i mean that's the thing it's so easy because you just have to stand up to them and say you know what we're not going to go out there rowan reigns sasha banks goes in the ring they cut a promo they're like you know what we were going to wrestle for you guys tonight but we're not because they don't give us health insurance they won't let us unionize. Now, it could backfire. It could, they could, the union could come in and take so much of their money and they'd be like, oh, wait a minute, like, I don't want to give up all this. Who knows? But I mean, that's another reason why Roman, Sasha, Charlotte, they all did acting, because they can go to the SAG union. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they can go do you can be part of SAG union and get their health insurance. So you don't have to work with WWE, you can just get the health insurance with SAG. WWE pays for your health insurance when you get hurt on the job and everybody's happy.
1: And see, and that's what I kind of thought WWE, that was their workaround. You know, they started WWE Studios. They made all these little shit ass movies. They put everybody in them. That way they can get SAG accreditation and they can get their insurance.
0: That's fair. I mean, that's a smart tactic. Mm -hmm. All WWE has to do is just say, look, we'll give you guys your health insurance. We'll give your families your health insurance. But we'll pay for your travel. We'll pay for your meals. We'll do all that stuff. But your money's going to be less. Because, and I'm not going to say who it is, but there's a very famous wrestler told me this when I interviewed him about independent contractor. This was like in 07. This is a former WWE World Champion. He said, Look, I'm a top guy. I can get first class travel, I can get first class rental car five-star hotel but it comes against my money so what I do is I get more money up front and I book my own stuff because I save money because I don't need a five-star hotel room I'll stay at a Marriott courtyard because they'll book me in the penthouse suite of a Marriott and they'll they'll say oh we paid $500 for that night they'll just take it against my money Mm-hmm. I can get a hotel on Hotwire for eighty bucks. I get more money. Yeah. So some wrestlers like it. Like we assume every wrestler wants a union. That's not true either. Mm-hmm. My thing is if they really, really wanted the health insurance in the union, there's an easy way to do it. You just have to be unified. So I'll talk. You're Not gonna go over WrestleMania. What are they gonna do? Roman Reigns versus the Rock. If that's the main event, Roman Reigns goes to the Rock and says, Look, man. I want to get health insurance for everybody in the company. we are not going to go out and fight. What's Vince going to do? He has to listen to them. You think 70,000 people want to see Roman Reigns and Rock not fight? Like, you can't do that to people. So it's easy. Mm-hmm. But they're not unified. And that's the problem. They, they all are selfish. And maybe that's okay because that's what they want.
1: Yeah. And then me personally, I mean, it's just like you're saying, it's just a matter of convenience, you know. It, I've been in a in a job to where you know I had to go places and all kind of stuff, and the shit was taken care of for me. And me personally, I like that shit. I ain't got to worry about doing this, and doing that, and doing everything like that. But you know, you got to weigh your options because you know it did cost me a little bit, but I didn't it didn't cost me enough to where i sacrificed my comfort you know it was just but you know yeah, i mean
0: most corporations like when you work for big companies they fly you they rent you the car they do all that stuff for you but i'm also not making a mil- I'm not making 2 million dollars a year either yeah you know it all depends on how good your agent is how good your lawyer is to negotiate the deal because the thing i've always been told about wwe is if you Know how to play the game, you can get a lot of money. It just depends on how you play the game. Yeah. And, it, and that's, and, that's, and and that's it, kind it,
1: of the sad part of it is just like they, you get these people, mostly the younger ones, that come in with all these freaking, freaking loving eyes and this ambition. It's like, I wanted to be a wrestler all my life. And then you're like, here's WWE with this contract. Just, oh, oh, I'll give it here. Give it to me.
0: <laughs> that's the problem everybody does their lifelong dream and they get taken advantage of you have to get past that like if you're an nba player you're not just playing for the love of the game like you're gonna get try to get the most money you can make mm-hmm. same thing with a wrestler try to make the most money you can make that's why aw is good like it's great for wrestling because now there's a competitor and they can't lowball you um okay so i know i've, I've, I've hit my hour i feel like mm-hmm. we covered what we wanted to cover. Um, You need anything else from me?
1: Um, high five.
0: High five. (laughs) I enjoyed. I want to join. I want to go on your show when other people are on it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me know when. Like, are you guys going to do a Survivor Series prediction show?
1: Yeah, we're going to try to. I think um, Nick want to get down that. Oh, I got the appointment right here. So that is the twenty second. Yeah, you want to get down that Sunday morning.
0: All right, I'm game. So, thanks, Rob, for doing this. I, I enjoy talking to you always. It's good to see you. Um, if you need anything from me, let me know. I'll be in the chat with you guys.
1: Yeah, I need, I need some J's. All right. That's like? 13. That's 13. Oh, man, I got <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I don't win no J's anyway.
0: <laughs> all right, geez. Let me know what you need, all right?
1: All right, man, take it easy.